Well, Lisa, we see him reigning in your life, and we're hugely encouraged. And um, that's just huge. And, you know, for Elisa to say at her young age that the very things that were fearful and hard in her life have become the things where God's, um, God's grace has flown through those very hard things. Um, that's huge. And, and that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating a God who, who changes lives. And in the midst of situations that sometimes don't change, he changes us in the midst of those situations. And, and we have so much to celebrate. I, I was thinking about this last year. It was fitting that last night I drove down from Door County where we'd been up this week and driving down to Cottage Grove, our new home. And think about a year ago. That's what we did. We uh, literally drove down with the movers and moved into our new home. And I was here a year ago at, at Celebration Sunday, and you know, I didn't know anything. I, I didn't know any of you. And I was up here talking to Al about the only thing I did know, and that's how God got me here. And now here's a year gone by. And I look in the rearview mirror, and I say, God has been so faithful. He has been so good to our family, the MyFair family, and I'm here to say, as uh, one of the pastors here, he's been good to our church family. And it's fitting for us to celebrate that, to celebrate our good and faithful God who is changing us from the inside out and allowing us to have change uh, and impact in other people's lives. So what I want to do is just quickly do this, just give you a little reflection on this last year as I see it, and then a little preview of the year that's coming as we uh, look forward to the year ahead and trusting in Christ's faithfulness. Well, when I think about this last year, here's, here's where I start. I start thanking God for the wonderful team of leaders he's given us in this church. You heard from one of them this morning and Matt. Matt represents a dynamic group of stewards who give great leadership and work hard at leading this place. And I'm so grateful for the staff, now in its full complement with Craig Heilman on board as our executive executive pastor we've got a great staff they they love each other they love the lord they work hard they're creative they're entrepreneurs and they've been working hard with you this last year to bring change in our lives and other people's lives and so as i think back over this last year and i think of all the great ongoing ministries that happened from our little kids through our students through the adult ministries i i want to just lay out a few that, that really get me excited as i look over my shoulder one is mops. I don't know if you know about mops, but mother's a preschooler is a cool thing. I've never been to mops. I don't know if they'd let me in. But I love that we've got mops. Here's why. Because every month or as often as they meet a couple times a month, there's about 60 to 75 women that have nothing to do with this place. Many of them have nothing to do with God yet. But they're coming because they have one thing in common. They're mothers of preschoolers. That's a pretty hairy time in your life. And they come here and they get encouraged. And through those relationships with women from our church, relationships are being forged that I know are going to bring great change to their life. I get so excited about something like mops. I get excited about just the first fruit of what's happening at Shank Elementary School. We've, we've given them some money. We just collected some books. We've cleaned up their grounds. We're going to start mentoring their kids. And who knows in the days ahead how God's going to use a relationship with a school to bring great change in somebody else's life. I, I'm so pleased to say that this year we've started a partnership and, and we're ministering to, to ex-offenders. 
That's an important thing. That we're continuing week after week to cook and prepare and serve meals to the homeless. That this year we furnished a, a, tw- a second chance apartment so that a young family gets back on their feet again. Uh, we built another house for Habitat with partner churches. Uh, behind the scenes, you, many of us don't even know what's going on. Divorce care has been going on, giving vital support to those who are going through the throes of a divorce. Grief share for those who've just lost a loved one. There's been new initiatives for reaching out to our community, whether it's been a neighborhood soccer camp or whether it's been upwards basketball or, or whether it's been just a, a Sunday ice cream social here a couple Sundays ago inviting our neighbors and some 40 of them came here and we got to meet them. These are great things. I, I think about what Matt's already alluded to, 200 people signed up for Quick Connect. That's huge for our church. I think of what's happened with Los Olivos and the partnership that was formed in that scout team last year. Now it's beginning to solidify. Our high school students have made that first step, the first link in the chain. Another group ready to go in a couple of months. And hopefully a lot of us will say, I've been to Zimbongo. I've been to El Rajon, and it's changed my life. I think of what's happened this last year in giving. It was just about a month ago when you opened up your bulletin and said, we need $200,000 before the end of the year to end on budget. We're going, whoa, dog, that's a lot of money. And you open it up today, and it says $22,000. God has just moved in us to be joyfully, at times probably sacrificial givers here to his work in this place. We're going to nail a budget that's over a 17% increase and we're going to end in the black. And where we were two for two in uh, June and July, it looks like August is going to make us three for three. We're giving exceeds our budget. That's huge. It's a sign of spiritual health. I think of this last year, and I, I think about what Matt talked about. It won't take time, a lot of time to get into it. But from the leadership perspective, one of the huge things that happened this year had to be getting after those defining questions. What are we about? Well, we're about changing lives to change the world. What are we committed to? Those seven values, a life of worship, the Bible's authority, the richness of community, a joyful witness, compassionate service, intentional training, and persistent prayer. In fact, those seven values, if, if I could just choose one thing from this last year to say, what's the most important thing? That may be the most important thing because long-term, if we hold to those values, live out those values in our lives, it'll have huge impact on this place, on you, on your friends, on your family, on your neighbors, on those who join us down the road. Huge. And then when we think about the vision, and when I think about the vision, I think a little bit about my ride to work this morning, church. I'm coming down Vilas Road, and there, my favorite part of coming to work is going right by Door Creek Golf Course. You know, Don't you think that the pastor of Door Creek Church should get a free membership at Door Creek Golf Course? <laughs> I haven't tried that one yet, but I'm thinking that should work, right? So I see the third hole, the dog leg to the right. I think it's the third hole. Dog leg to the right about 340. It's just clear as a bell. Forsom's walking up the fairway. But beyond it, I couldn't see so clear because it was foggy. If you were up this morning, you saw the fog hanging low to the ground. And that's a little bit how I feel about the vision. There's things that are crystal clear as we look out in the future. And then there's things, it's not that clear at all. It's kind of foggy out there. But here's what's clear. 
As we look in the future, we dream of a church that continues to be reaching people with the good news of Jesus Christ. People who are lost and don't know it. People who are lonely and don't know it. People who have no purpose and meaning in their life. They're dealing with guilt and hard things in their life and they don't know how to work it out. And that we reach them with a joyful witness. Uh, I dream, we dream together of a, of a church that's worshiping God in all of life, that what we're doing here isn't just the highlight of our week, but, but it, it's reflective of who we are, that we are giving and living our lives as, as an offering, as worship to God in whatever we do, wherever we go. It's a life of worship. We dream of a church that's constantly got this appetite for God and his word, just like Elisa was talking about where it once maybe was boring to us and to you, that now it like, I I can't get enough of it. God's so real in my life, I want to grow to be more like him. And we're doing it together. We we dream of a church that continues to serve others in this place, from this place, to the far reaches of the world with his love. And so when you think about this coming year, let me give you kind of a foretaste of what I think you should expect in three areas. The first one is in community. It's really important for us. Now, a lot of us, we get it, we understand it, that we meet once a week in a large group like this, and a lot of us, as Jenny said, we come here for an hour and we go. And it's not exactly conducive to building relationships. Well, we may be starting to get to know, because we're creatures of habit, and we sit in the same seat in the same room, we're starting to get to know three people that sit around us. But that's about it. And we just don't have space physically to build community. So we're, we're forced in a good way to have to find it in other ways. And this coming year, one of the two things that we're going to do to help build community is really keep pushing this whole initiative of small groups. We're calling it home groups. We want 80% of the church to be involved in a small group experience, whether that's in a men's ministry, a student ministry, a women's ministry, or what we're now calling home groups. And I think this year we're on schedule to double the involvement in small groups. That is huge. And those of you involved in it, I think you're going to look back a year from now and say, that was a significant part of my growing in Christ or my coming to faith in Christ. Another part of developing community in this place is going to be tweaking the Saturday night service. And I hope a lot of you who make the Sunday mornings your regular fare will consider Saturday night. Here's what's going to be different. It's going to be at a different time, 5.30. And we're going to try this for eight weeks. And if it doesn't work, okay, it didn't work. But we think it's going to work. Because after the service, you're going to be able to do two things. One is, for those of you who want to interact on the message, you're going to be able to stand you're going to be able to sit here and just have a little Q&A with myself or whoever's presenting. And let's just dig deeper about what questions you have, what thoughts are you thinking. Then those who maybe don't want that Q&A, you can go right to dinner because we're going to start serving a dinner at the heels of our Saturday night service starting September 8th. And it's going to be so affordable, two-buck donation per person, five for family. I can't feed my family on five bucks. So it's a great deal. Money's not an issue. The reason we're doing food is because we believe in community. And the richness of community is a huge value for us at Door Creek. So expect that you're going to see lots more intentionality 
across the board through all the different ministries in connecting us with each other. It's so important. We don't want you to walk in and out of this place and say, I don't know anybody. I don't think anybody really knows what's going on in my life. God doesn't want us to go through the Christian life as lone rangers. And we at Door Creek want you to be intimately connected in community. Another thing that you should expect this coming year is a whole push in the whole area of outreach. And when I think about outreach, it starts, and I'm going to just go from the far ends back into the middle. It starts to the world. You know, our, our vision for this place is as we look down the road that the diversity of our community starts to be reflected in the diversity of our church family. And that's what it looks like here. 40% of Madison schools are comprised of students' minorities. But we want that to be more and more, not because it's just the, 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 uh, the culture of our Madison community, and not just ethnically, but economically as well, but because what we know about the Bible is, at the end of the day, there's going to be a great multitude made up of every nation, tongue, tribe, people, language. And we want our church to better reflect that. And so we want to be serious about that and be intentional about it. And so two trips that we know of are going back to Sumpango, one in a couple months at the end of October. I'm going to join that one. One again in the summer with the students. Uh, That's just the beginning. We've got a couple teams going to New Orleans this year to help rebuild that city. We want to start and get serious about really reaching UW campus and specifically this year, starting to make inroads with international. So I'm hoping there's a good two dozen of us that say, hey, I'll be a partner. I want to be a partner with someone who's studying here at UW from another part of the world. I would love that kind of a relationship and see how God uses that. So when I think about outreach, I think about the world, but I think about it, the world being right here in our own backyard. UW means there's lots and lots of students, some 40,000 students in this campus, and we want to continue to further our commitment there and start to reach. For the first time this year, we're actually going to send a van and start picking up students. The university students all know about Door Creek providing that service, and hopefully we start to connect with students on the campus, and you start to see more and more students here, and we down there partnering with InterVarsity and the likes. When I think about outreach, I'm really excited about a really important hire that's included in this year's budget, and that's for a middle school pastor. I don't know if, when Kyle says he's got the best job, I've had that job, and it is a great job, but I'll tell you what, that is a killer job. It is a killer job to be a youth pastor. It is literally 24-7, and God can't do both by himself, and the leadership knows that, and we're hiring a middle school pastor, and all I can tell you is, It's the most strategic place to do ministry with these young students, very malleable at a key point in their life. And there's hundreds of them just wanting to get in something like the rock and through that ministry to meet God's son, Jesus Christ. It's going to be huge for outreach this year. I think of the Easter outreaches that we're going to plan around Easter. I think about a church-wide community day of service, not where a handful go out, but we're literally hundreds, let's say no less than 500 of us. Now that, that means you're not even squirming in your seat yet because you figure the person next to you is going to go. We're like 800. That means you got to go too. Where we all go. And all of a sudden in Madison, it starts to be known. It's not the big church on the east side up on the hill. 
it's that group of people. Hey, weren't they out there cleaning up the parks? Weren't they doing these acts of mercy and kindness? Aren't they making Madison a better place? Because Proverbs 11.10 says, when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. And that's our hope. Our, our hope is that the leaders, the civic leaders, that the citizens of this town and the communities around this town, that they go, we're really glad there's a place called Door Creek Church. Really glad. So th- that's what I think about when I think of outreach. And then finally, about spiritual growth. So important to us who know Christ and are growing to be like him. Here's what we dream about. We dream about this year now. This isn't just a dream. This is the plan now. We, we're planning that you know that there's a simple, clear pathway for your spiritual growth that we're trying to put together in this place that is discernible and you can jump into it and start growing in a more intentional way. Core course is being offered regularly and this year it's going to start and you're going to know where you can take the next step for you to grow spiritually. This year, when we think about spiritual growth, we're, we're being really aggressive in our teaching plan. We, we've got the whole teaching plan worked out all the way through next Labor Day when I finish up the book of James and everything between teaching on the seven values in the book of James with some exciting studies here. We're already working on that, planning on that. And I think the highlight as I look at this kind of teaching plan is going to be what happens in about 10 weeks from now at the end of October. We're going to go through a series called just walk across the room. It's all about our value of being joyful witnesses. It's all about our mission of changing lives to change the world. And it's simple steps to point people to faith in Jesus Christ. It's a book written by Bill Hybels, pastor at, at uh, Willow Creek down in Barrington, Illinois. And it's a book that we're going to study, lessons that we're going to study from God's Word together on the weekends and then in small groups during the week And and I hope there's hundreds of us that are not only studying it, but then stepping out in faith, saying, God, there are people you put in my life, and I want to take a simple step. And I'm just going to trust you to see what you do. And that a year from now, we're going to look back and say, wow, it was that study on evangelism that got me to take just a little step in the right direction. And that person's life has been completely changed. Their marriage has come together. Their family's different. Whatever it is, my roommate on campus, my friend on the soccer team. Look back a year from now. This year ahead, last thing in spiritual growth is continue to just intentionally be teaching us in this whole matter of stewardship. Understand that all we have is from God to be used for his purposes and really want to continue to be serious about helping us honor God with our money. What does that look like? What does that mean? helping people in financial crisis and really getting after our indebtedness. We had a major break this year where we got from the three million indebtedness down into the twos. And a a radical, outrageous, hilarious goal, as Matt put it, would be to get that down in the ones, to to knock off a million dollars of indebtedness. Why? So here's why. Because we need more space to, to build God's people in this place and to reach more people. And and the fact is, one of the reasons we have a hard time building community here in this place is we don't have a lot of room to do that. The spaces we have are dedicated for worship here and for our children and students below. And we need more. Wouldn't it be great to be a year from now where we've got things to such a point where we're ready to take the next step and say, all right, God helping us, let's go. Let's go and let's keep growing and going after this community for Christ. Well, all these things are possible not because we're great people 
They're possible because we have a great God who really does change lives, who can take someone like Elisa, who's facing cancer as an 18-year-old, and say, God's, God's good. He's doing good things in my life. To take someone in your life who right now you'd say, that is the furthest person that I could imagine that would ever become a follower of Christ. And a year from now say, I can't believe it. I'm having conversations about spiritual things. I never dreamed it possible. These things are possible not because we're great people, but he is a great God and he's faithful. And as we look to the future, we ought to do so like that woman in Proverbs 31 with a smile on her face. Because you know what he told Peter is what he continues to tell us. I'm building my church. I'm building my church. And the gates of hell, the enemy itself, will not prevail against it. And we get to be a part of it. And he is going to do things which blow our mind beyond what we could ask or imagine. So as we close in prayer, let's thank him for what he's done and what he's going to do. Our Heavenly Father, you are a good God. You're always good whether we can understand how you're working out your goodness in our life. And you have been faithful yet another year. Lord, you've been gracious to us when we've messed up. You've been merciful. You've been kind in bringing us encouragement in just the right ways at just the right times. You're knitting our hearts closer to you through your son. You're teaching us from your word. There's people who are here that they're just a little bit more open, Lord to following your son and letting him reign in their lives. And so as we look to the future, Lord, we we do so with great joy, full of hope and expectation that you are the God who does beyond what we could ask or imagine our wildest, most hilarious dreams. And we look to you in confidence that you're gonna continue to do a good work in us and through us until you come. And we pray this with thanks in Christ's name. Amen.